Well, it's that time again. Art House Rewind. We're here. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And uh, we're here today to talk about what happened in the month of July. July. There's a lot that took place, and we are excited to share all of those things. And then we got to want to have a little bit of a conversation about what's coming up this month of August because uh, we got some fun things that yeah, we, we want to make sure everybody knows about. There's so many times, uh, and I'm sure you gentlemen experience the same thing, where someone will come up to me and like, you did what? And it was like two months ago. And they're like, why didn't I know about it? So we're trying to do our best to always get the word out there. But this is an attempt to make sure you don't miss out on some really fun, exciting things we got coming up. But before we jump into that, Brian, what's happening? What is how, happening? How, first, how are you? I'm doing great. I got some Matt Blakesley coffee made fresh for me. Well, it was made at about <laughs> 7 a.m. So it's about three, at this point, three hours old. But yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Other than that... What's happening? Uh, so we've got a couple things happening. We are holding on to Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris at Art House. Uh, had a really big response. In fact, you had a very big night It was on almost Wednesday. a sellout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It was a fun one. Yeah. So um, obviously holding on to that one. Uh, kind of a nice little story of a lady going to France and going to the House of Duarte to get a dress for herself. And it's just charming and sweet and everything nice so I, I said in my intro last night so i haven't seen it but going off your notes that you left for me brian i i said like this is a film that like feel good makes you feel good about the world and people and stuff for sure and everybody's like yay like they just started <laughs> applauding I'm like oh okay <laughs> that was a good way to put i hope this film actually is that so yeah and they all said it was so I, way oh to go man, you set I'm me up for a win you like misleading <laughs> notes so. <laughs> spoiler alert yeah. mrs harris dies at the beginning <laughs> it's a sci-fi rom through the yeah anyways yeah uh and then we are going to open hallelujah leonard cohen a journey a song uh documentary about leonard cohen but specifically kind of surrounding uh the period when he was working on the song hallelujah uh had a lot of requests for this one so uh hope you all enjoy that one and then uh at babcock we are going to have uh starting on friday we will have back to the future part one uh, as we do the whole trilogy over the next three weekends. So uh, first one coming up this weekend. Check that one out. It's one of the best. And then um, Wednesday, it's Nicole Schreiner's birthday pick, da, Death da, da, Becomes da. Her. Yep. Uh, also a Robert Zemeckis film uh, with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis. Uh, kind of a dark comedy, but um, always a great one to watch and revisit for its 30th anniversary and then lastly, on Thursday, we will have The Last Waltz, the final concert by the band with a bunch of guests like Bob Dylan and Muddy Waters and Van Morrison and Neil Diamond and Neil Young and a whole bunch of greats. So, uh, yeah, one of the best concert films ever by Martin Scorsese. So check that one out next Thursday, the 18th. And so yeah. summer is winding down, but things are heating up is the way you could put it. If you need a marketing tagline, yep. Brian. Hot, Ar hot August nights is what I Heart August. Heart, heart hot. <laughs> heart hot August. All right. So, gentlemen, we're going to break down July and how things went. Here's the things that happened at both Art House and the Babcock. In order of popularity, number of tickets sold, this is what happened at both of our locations. So, coming in hot at number one, to no surprise, was Thor, Love, and Thunder. Then we had our Cookie Man uh, screening, uh, The Goonies. 
Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Mr. Malcolm's List, Bitter Brush, Brian and Charles, Phantom of the Open, Gabby Giffords Won't Back Down, The Toxic Avenger, Boogie Nights, Mystery Men, The 48-Hour Film Project, uh, and then last but not least, Jason and the Argonauts. So, gentlemen, as always, we like to look back, uh, as the name of this podcast uh, suggests, and rewind. Let's talk about the month of July. What do we love? What didn't hit for us uh, so much? And uh, then we'll kind of move forward from there. So, Brian, let's start with you. Out of all of those things this month, what are you, what are you most uh, happy with? What, what was the most enjoyable experience you had? Oh, I mean, there were a lot of things... Like it was a pretty good month. Um, I was real excited to play Jason and the Argonauts because I really loved that one. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was working. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was glad that people came because it was kind of a funky day that we had with that, with the opening weekend of Marcel the Shell, which was real popular, as well as um, the Cookie Man later yep. that evening. So. Um, the fact that we still got like 40 people to show up um, was people can only go to me. so many movies exactly yeah um, so that was great um, but really cookie man was kind of the highlight of the month as well of just seeing so many people there mm-hmm. for this 30 minute film with the filmmakers there like that was a real billings event I yeah. felt like so. yeah yeah cool so Cookie Man takes the cake. Or per, your Cookie personal Man. favorite would be Jason and the Argonauts, but Cookie Man in a close second. Yep. Okay, I like it. That's good. Jacob? Yeah, I would, and have, you? I would have to agree with Brian. I think that Cookie Man takes it. It was an incredible atmosphere. Um, a big achievement on our part, on their part. It was fun to have the Q&A. It was awesome to have Big Dipper there scooping some free ice cream. Um, I think everyone had a good time. And so I love that we were able to get 500 people into the theater for that. Um, I would say like a little like plus one Jake star goes to Marcel the shell with shoes on. And I would say that in the sense of like, it's very rare that we have an art house movie that brings in families. Um, And we just really, I mean, there's not a lot that comes out in that realm. So to have kids watching that movie laughing, like it's just, it's awesome to have families into art house when we can. And it's fun that, um, so I I agree with you. It's really fun to see, kids show up at Art House. I mean, people that we see at Babcock regularly, but they, they're coming to Art House, bringing the family. And kids of all ages. So my seven-year-old son went and loved it. Middle school students have come and really loved it. There was a high school student there last night, and she was like, that was great. I really enjoyed it. You know, but then mom's grandma. I mean, it's just this. Yeah. It's a great film, and it's it's really enjoyable, and it's really fun when when we can see that happen, for sure. So... All right, Marcel, the show. Were you a fan of the series back in the day when it was I, on YouTube? I remember watching them on YouTube, yeah. um, and so I, I wouldn't wouldn't say fan, but okay. I, th- I think it's awesome that they were able to complete a full length project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's well done. So I think for me, uh, just moving forward, I would uh, again just broken record at this point. Cookie Man takes the <laughs> cookie, the cake yeah. for me. Um, I I just. Not only was the event like popular, I remember when we were looking at booking it and talking about it and the filmmakers, they're just some of the most humble, kind, gracious people yeah. on planet Earth. And they were like, yeah, do you think anybody's going to come? You know, And yeah. we're like, no, people are going to come. And they just like, we had to keep convincing them like, this is going to be big. Yeah. And it was so fun that not just that it was big, but that it uh, was so well done. Like the documentary yeah. is great. And we're we're hopeful and and trying to figure out a way that to get more people to see it. Obviously, that's the filmmaker's intent too. So um, we we don't know what that path looks like, but we're we're trying to figure that out because it's a it's just a really well done film and makes yeah. you proud of 
this local establishment and these incredible people that are behind yeah. uh, that restaurant. And so it's it's so so good, so yeah. fun. And and really not to downplay like how good it really is in the sense that like sometimes I hear that okay something was locally made so there's gonna be you yeah. know there's gonna be heat behind it because people want to see what local people are making um, and to actually get something that I'm like wow th- even if I knew nothing about Caramel Cookie Waffle mm-hmm. or this man like this was an incredible film yeah so. yeah I loved it. Uh, it it's surprising because you go into it just wanting to hear the story of like how do they make those cookies? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of why you're in, and they talk a little bit about that, but the film is so much more and deeper and beautiful on on so many levels. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you miss uh, Cookie Man, it's uh, a rare month for us that all three of us loved the same thing the most. So yeah. uh, moving the moving the needle forward, Jake, what would be your disappointment of the month? The thing that just didn't doesn't mean you hated it, and you can be honest if you do hate it. Which is, let's be honest, why you're on the podcast? Because <laughs> yeah. if you have a thought, we know you're gonna you're gonna say it. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to hate it, but just didn't live up to your expectations or hopes. Yeah, I think um, just you know a little bit of that same kind of like star plus one. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in the way we were able to do Goonies this year, in the sense of like I wish we had given it more time or a different weekend. Okay. But we definitely felt that people wanted to see it um, that night kind of thing. So um, it was it was a hard deal for us as workers, but hopefully we pulled it off for everybody else. Um, I would say, though, out of the list of movies we showed this month, Mr. Malcolm's List was probably my least favorite. It just felt like the Bridgerton costume guy needed an excuse to use his costumes for something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and movie reviews by Jake. That was yeah. great. <laughs> So uh, the story didn't do much for you. No, I, uh, yeah, even the costumes themselves didn't do much for you. Right. I, yeah. I think it's yeah. People are into that, and that's awesome. But I think this is just riding on the coattails of other shows. Yeah, yeah. It's it has been interesting to me, and this might be a total like noob idea, but since starting Art House these last few years, like how much there is a following for those kind of period pieces. Yeah. Um, almost like science fiction or, you know, action films, like you're a fan, so you want to see those kinds of movies. Like, this is a total genre in and of itself that people just love that period and these stories that revolve in that. And mm-hmm. I had no clue. Like, I just didn't know that exists. I knew those movies existed right, out yeah. there, but I didn't know that kind of fandom. And that it was... So it's always interesting to see it when we play those kinds of period mm-hmm. pieces that people, you know, come out excited. And so yeah. they, they loved it. They were excited. Right. So what more? Jake was not in the room no. for those ones. So <laughs> Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, so the book, I, you know, when researching it, it's based on a book. Book is only like 10, 12 years old. So okay. it's not like a classic by any means. It's just a book. And watching it, it does very much feel like a, paint by numbers rom-com but then just set 200 years ago yeah so yeah cool brian for you the thing that uh left you wanting uh thing that left me wanting um i would say that the thing that just really did not connect with me and i really struggled with was bitter brush um i was really excited for it when i saw the trailer i thought like oh something kind of close to home and, um, you know, interesting take on just these people's lives. And then I watched it and I just kept waiting for something to happen. And it just didn't. It was just, oh, this is really just people working and 
talking and there was no like catharsis there was no like I, yeah. much depth to it it was there's her like, her pregnancy yeah. is about the only storyline to follow in a lot of ways mm-hmm. I, yeah. this one definitely kind of put it in concrete for me that i don't like the fly on the wall style of documentaries like okay. i'm okay with documentaries i like you know talking heads historical footage like interviewing people for something that happened but like yep. brian said i this one was like okay and like you know a lot of the fly on the wall ones there's not even talking yeah. you know we did things like ascension and gunda yeah. and so this had talking and i was like well maybe this is it maybe <laughs> yeah. this is like you know a different approach to that again fly on the wall style but yeah, yeah. It, it fell short I, for me I, again. I will contest that that honeyland is like one of the greatest films i've ever seen oh yeah I, yeah honeyland's that's the great exact same so. yeah you're true that's right and don't look back in a bunch of so i mean it really kind of depends like they are very hit or miss like you're either going to get nothing or you're going to get something really great depending on how long you're following them and how long uh or or who your subject is and what actually happens Mm -hmm. i mean there's a reason that reality tv has the bad stick that it is with producers trying to influence the story like what's happening because they're trying to guarantee their product you know, when you're trying to do these fly on the wall, and I'm not saying that the bitter brush gals like have a boring life or any means, no. but you know, the filmmakers have to take what, what they get. And mm-hmm. and so what's fascinating. So I, I would be in the same camp. I was excited for bitter brush when I saw, you know, all the marketing around it and thought, Oh, this is, this is going to be great. I'm really interested in it. Um, and <clears throat> there were some beautiful shots, you know, some of the cinematography some of the uh you know the classical music that was behind some things like was really beautiful and and really great but you know candidly after a a period of time i was kind of ready for something different and it never went to anything different um for me i was so my uh grandfather-in-law uh their members and they came and they're always asking me like well what did you think and i'm usually pretty pretty candid with them so he was like what did you think about bitter brush and I, I didn't go off, but I was pretty honest, thinking like they usually were really yeah. similar. And he was like, I thought it was one of the most beautiful things ever, and I need to go again. I want to see it like yeah. three more times. And I was like, I felt like after what I had said, yeah. I had to like apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's awesome. And I think that's probably true of, I mean, it's a beauty of film. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody is going to come at it. And yeah, he sure. was just talking with me about it last week. He's like, man, do you remember that film, Bitter Brush? That was just so great. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. You know, so it's, it, some people really loved it. And so the filmmakers do know what they're doing on that front because they are connecting with an audience. Just didn't connect with me yeah. or Brian or, or Jake. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and if, okay. If I can also round out my disappointments, um, I was also on a different level um, disappointed with Brian and Charles. Not the film, but the turnout for it. In the sense that, like Jake was saying about Marcel the Shell, like this was something that was very family friendly that yep. we could have had that same sort of response to. But for whatever reason, it just didn't connect with people as much, and so I was a little disappointed in that. Because you liked the film, I did. Yeah, you were excited. I about mean, it. it's it it didn't like push over into great for me but i i thought it was really well done i thought it was really creative and you know yeah so gentlemen moving forward kind of looking ahead brian you already you already mentioned it and talked about it we've got two uh kind of programs this month that are taking over the babcock we've got a lot of we've got other things happening at the babcock but two kind of dominant things one is we're playing the back to the future series one two and three every weekend uh, uh, one every weekend, yep. and then uh, we've got this summer concert series, which you talked about, the last Walt, last waltz. So I want to lead with this: Why is Back to the Future the greatest movie ever made? Jake, go. 
I, I think it's the attention to detail and that came at like, you know, it's considered like a perfect screenplay. It's considered mm-hmm. like it's got great actors behind it. But I even the things that you can rewatch that and find new things. So like there's a Easter eggs in the background. There's things that change because of the time travel. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. like things to pay attention to and even things that are consistent in all three movies that yep. kind of do those things. So to me, that's the part I like is that you can read. It's almost like a Pixar movie where it's like there's stuff happening in the background yeah. that you may have missed the first yep. couple times. Twin Pines to Lone Pine. Yes. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. It's awesome. Brian, why is it the perfect movie for you? Uh, I think that it's, I mean, it's something that Obviously, I grew up with, so there's been no point in my life that I didn't know of Back to the Future. But, um, you know, I think that as you grow with it, you kind of, I mean, there's different things that mean more to you as you grow old. Um, as a kid, it's just a fun, you know, there's a cool car and these wacky characters. And then some of the mom and son stuff is just boring. And mm-hmm. then as you get older, you start to realize, like, the repercussions of that relationship and like what his actual mission is. And then, yeah, as you get older, like all of these things, the Easter eggs, all that stuff really just resonates even more with you. So as you get older, it's a completely different film. I love it. So this is one for me that, uh, I, I like, and Goonies is the same camp, like playing these kinds of films are always great because it's not just fans coming out, but it's, parents that are fans bringing their kids seeing it for the first time and i'm so bummed that i'm i'm not around this weekend and i can't bring my my kid uh be or my wife because she's never seen it either (laughs) and like trap them in the cinema to watch this movie because when i try to show them it at home they're just like yeah i mean it's fine dad whatever but i just know like if you see this in the cinema it's it's going to change your life Mm -hmm. uh so this uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is was my birthday pick until Brian hijacked it and said, Matt, can we not do Back to the Future for your birthday? Can we? Can I do all three in August? And of course, I was in on that because we're playing all three. Yeah. So whatever happens, let, let the people know this is my birthday pick that I was excited about. So this movie, there's nothing like this movie in, in, in uh, I think, in my life. It's just so great and so awesome. Yeah. And you could just keep getting into it over it. There's so much lore around it and around the shoot, around the writing, around how it was produced and all, all mm-hmm. of those things. It's just really, really fun and really great. So Back to the Future, one, two, and three. Come see them all. You've got multiple options every weekend to come check them out. So so don't miss your opportunity uh, to see that. And then this, Brian, I'll let you take lead on this. Summer concert series, kind of your idea yeah. and what's happening in August, uh, making sure people know about that. Yeah, so Summer Concert Series was something that I had wanted to do for a while. Uh, COVID kind of derailed it, but this was year I was like, nope, this is the year we do it. Um, so Live After Five, of course, big event for downtown, uh, bringing in concerts every Thursday um, through June through the beginning of August. And so uh, I wanted to kind of right on the coattails of it a little bit, but also um, there's just been some incredible concert films and even like at Art House, like some of our music documentaries are some of the more popular films that we bring in. And I thought, you know, it's a good opportunity to just, hey, let's let these sort of classic concerts have their moment again at the Babcock where people can come and enjoy some great music. Um, and just again, Thursdays again, ride that for just a couple more weeks and celebrate some of the best concert films ever made. Uh, 
originally originated with wanting to do Stop Making Sense. Unfortunately, that is unavailable to me this year. Um, but we still got a great lineup of some things. And I, um, be, it just so happened to land this year as I was looking at films to play that I was like, oh, I have an opportunity to play something from the 60s, something from the 70s, and something from the 80s. And so that's where I landed on those particular films this year. So next year you're going to do the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s? If I can. I know that... Um, <laughs> going to get that Justin Bieber One Direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't, I know a lot of people, if you're really into concert films, there are some that are just plain unavailable to me, especially... 90s and up they'll those went straight to dvd so they didn't necessarily make room for theatrical rights in that so i can't really get rights to play those films even though you know they've done great so things like um white stripes um under great white northern lights um some of the nirvana ones like i just i don't have rights to play those unfortunately so so summer concert series we'll see how it goes this year we've got yeah. three of them to choose from uh, yep. come check it out yep. be a part of it don't miss back to the future and uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming at art house as well so August is gonna be a busy month we're gonna have a lot of fun so I hope to see you all around gentlemen any final words you want to say no good, okay <laughs> we've said it all so I yeah. uh, hope everybody has a great week and we will see you hopefully very soon bye bye, bye. bye.